Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's take this outside with Marianne Iveson, the podcast where she speaks to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about why they connect with nature. The Rita Lake Cycle Tour is a two-day cycle tour organized by the Ottawa Bicycle Club that takes its riders from Ottawa to Kingston and back. The first tour took place in 1972, and this year will be its 51st edition in June. And today I'm talking to Christina Inglis, who has been part of the Ottawa Bicycle Club since 2010 and now plays an active role on its board as a communications director, as well as on the Rideau Lake Cycle Tour Organization Committee. Please welcome Christina Inglis. Christina, welcome to Let's Take This Outside. I'm very excited to chat with you. Thank you so much. I'm uh, happy to be here. Talk about some cycling adventures. I know. We we know several of the same people. It is a small community. First of all, I don't know if you know how Byron and I know each other. Byron and I, we hiked Kilimanjaro, oh my gosh, seven years ago and stayed in touch. And so he reached out to me about, about the Rita Lake cycle tour. And I was like, yes, I would love to chat about it, but it's you. So I'm happy that you and I get to connect. So this is going to be fun. Get to meet someone new. What's your background in cycling and outdoor rec? Because you are part of the Ottawa Bicycle Club as well. That's right. Yeah, I guess I I became an outdoorsy person later in life. Uh, So it's still relatively new to me. But uh, yeah, my my background is mostly in cycling, although I do like to backpack and hike. Like you were saying, I've also done Kilimanjaro uh, with my partner. So yes. Yes, you have. That's awesome. We sh- can we make this into a Kilimanjaro podcast? We might have to change topics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I mean I joined the OBC as one of my first clubs in the local area, and it, my passion just kind of grew from there. I always love hearing when adults go into the out like start in the outdoors. For you, was there something specific that was it friends and people bringing you into the outdoor world? Because I love hearing stories like this. That's a great question. I honestly don't know how it happened, but it just, because I remember speaking about hiking, I guess we were also in Peru and we hadn't done the backpacking portion of the trip. And I remember looking back and thinking like, I'm so outdoorsy now, but I can't believe we went to Peru and to Machu Picchu and didn't do the hike while we were there. Like it just seemed so out of character. So it just kind of happened. I, I can't pinpoint an exact event or, or anything. It's wild. One day you're in like a green tra- easy trail in Gatineau Park. The next time you're like, I'm on the top of Kilimanjaro. I don't know what happened. I blinked. Exactly. It just, it just, it did. just happened. <laughs> I don't know a lot about OBC, which is Ottawa Bicycle Club. I do know a bit about Rideau Lakes because I have several friends who've been doing it for years. And it sounds like an amazing event that I hope I can I can do at some point. But how did you get involved? You said you joined OBC. I'm assuming you ended up on the board of directors. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so I joined OBC probably in 2010. And it's kind of funny because I showed up with this 
1986 vintage road bicycle. So that, that was way too big for me. And it, I was just so out of my realm. But the club was amazing at kind of teaching me, you know, how to group ride, how to do certain cycling skills. And, you know, the next year I bought my entry level bike and I started going to club rides very regularly. Joined the board of directors probably seven years, five, seven, six, seven years later. So it took me a while to kind of get to know the club and it was so important to me that I wanted to contribute or give back by joining the board of directors. My role is the director of communications. So I'm behind some of the social media or any kind of club uh, communications that go out internally and externally. And now I'm here doing my first podcast. <laughs> oh, your first one. Okay, this is, this is good. I'll try to make it as painless as possible for you. Um, so OBC, if I understand correctly, puts on Rideau Lakes cycle tour, right? It's on the OBC website. So is that what happens? Yes. So it's probably our biggest and largest event that we've put on. Uh, we've been putting it on for some time now. All started with the OBC, I think back in 1972, if I have that correct. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's the math on that? The math is a little off due to the pandemic, but we're running into our 51st edition of the Rito Lake Cycle Tour. So last year we had quite a big 50th year and we kind of went all out with new, you know, nice bright yellow jerseys and uh, had some nice extra options for the tour. Uh, and now we're into our 51st edition. That is incredible. And whether it's Rito Lakes or it's any tour across Canada, that is a longstanding event. Yeah. And, and I mean, the club is old too. I don't know if you're familiar with the Ottawa Bicycle Club kind of or initially started in, in the late 80s and it, then it kind of had a break, but it's also been around for about 50, 50 years as well. Okay. I can't wait to talk about OBC too. So what is... Rideau Lakes. Like what what is this tour? Because if if you're not in Ontario, it's in like eastern, it's in eastern Ontario and it is a beautiful backcountry route. Yes, exactly. So it is a two-day cycle tour that leaves Ottawa or Perth, Ontario, and cycles through the Rideau Lakes, the area as it's known, towards Kingston. So you end in Kingston. Usually it's the second Saturday of the second weekend in June. And Saturday you ride down to Kingston, you stay the night at Queen's University, and you get to be there with all your fellow cyclists. And then Sunday you pick your bike back up again and you head right back where you started to Perth or to Ottawa. It sounds very community oriented because you're cycling with people together. I've heard so many stories from my friends who have done it who are in the tour, they're alone, and then they join a Peloton or they join different groups and meet so many people. And then you're eating together at the end of the day. And the next day you're like, hey, I'll pull, I'll pull. It's just like, a, it's just a whole community friendship tour, is it not? That is an excellent way to put it. That's something, you know, even myself, the first time I joined, I didn't really know many people. I didn't have a group to start with at the beginning. So I just showed up and found people to ride with along the way. Everyone is super friendly. When you arrive, you get this nice kind of welcome barbecue. If the weather's nice, you kind of get to stay outside and uh, maybe, you know, have a nice refreshing beer or something and, uh, you know, celebrate with everyone who's coming in at their own, at their own time and their own pace. And, Similarly, Queen's University provides 
kind of like a, a cafeteria style meal where everyone's together in this large, large room. And again, with that whole community, you get to relish in your, your big journey and celebrate. Carb load. <laughs> so many carbs. And, so, and carb load, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the distances? Because I look at this and like I've been cycling for a few years, but it's pretty intimidating. And and also what is the course like? Because I also know that like you have to train for this. You just you just do. Yes, that is a good thought. Yes. So we do have kind of what I might consider an entry level course, which is called the Century Plus course. So in past years, it was closer to a century, which is 100 kilometers, like a, a metric century, 100 kilometers. It's a little bit longer now. So it's 118, 118 kilometers would be the entry level one, if you will. And that leaves from Perth. And it's fully supported to the route, meaning, you know, you get, if you have a flat or something, you get support. And the route itself is quite, it's very scenic. It's all road riding. The reason it's a little bit longer than 100 kilometers is so that we take nicer roads. So like the asphalt is as nice as it can possibly be. The traffic is calmer. So we kind of added some kilometers to make enjoyable. You want it to be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Make it more enjoyable. Exactly. And then from there, you kind of build up the rest of the routes leave from Ottawa. There's three more options. The classic is 177 kilometers. And again, all these distances are one direction. Then there's the cruise, which is 185 kilometers and the big challenge, which gets up to 220 kilometers. Which is and those last two I mentioned are not supported. They're maybe for the more adventurous. Uh, so you, you need to be a bit more self-sufficient on those less. So we, we kind of have that grade, if you will. So there's something for everyone, is what you're <laughs> what you're trying to say. That's exactly exactly. And I do want to add that new this year we're adding a gravel course. So something for everyone for for real. So gravel has really blown up. Gravel riding has really blown up in the last few years and, you know, let's adapt with the times and add add a gravel route for for consideration. Christina, this tour has been around for a long time, like we just talked about. This will be the 51st. How does an event last this long? Because that is longevity. That's a good point. Yes. So I think part of the reason is that you know, we're prioritizing rider safety and kind of making it a very enjoyable community experience. The Rita Lake Cycle Tour is is sort of a must-do ride for a lot of local local people. So it it kind of has that following or that excitement behind it, if you will. It's, It's one of those hallmark things. Again, all my friends who do it, like I talked to a friend last night and he's like, I signed up when it opened. Yes, he's like I signed. I signed up on the on the thirty first of January <laughs> because it's one of those like because it's technically kind of earlier in in the cycling season. It's beginning of June. Would you I, would you agree? It's a little bit earlier. Yes. So you do have to like put in the time now and moving forward because we're talking in February. Like you have to put the time in, and it's almost like to kick off the cycling season, whether you do races or you do it for fun or whatever that means, right? Exactly. So yeah, we tend to recommend people, you know, train, they try to get a base, a thousand kilometers as a base to begin. So doing that between in in Canada, that's challenging because, you know, cycling season maybe starts late April, May. So to try and get a thousand to 1500 kilometers before 
in the middle of June can be a bit challenging. So it's definitely something you, like you said, you need to train for and, uh, and yeah, overall it's, it's worth it. Do you have an indoor trainer? I do. I do. Um, however, I haven't set it up yet. So I'm, I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do it all out, all my training outside. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Let's take this outside now has a newsletter. Keep up to date with outdoor news, events, and great discount codes and deals from our partners. Sign up today at letstakethisoutside.ca. I've been going to spin class and I, because I had a trainer at one point, I hated riding inside. I'd rather cross country ski outside. <laughs> so I sold my trainer and then I've been doing spin and all I can imagine, because it's the teacher, her name's Julie. She's a huge like cyclist and cross country skier. She has a CSM every year, and like she like will talk about like okay, you're doing like the Gatineau Park like loop like, and she'll like put me in that headspace where I'm like climbing hills and I yeah I I love it a lot. I think it's important to do those things like to get excited for the cycling season ahead. For sure, yeah, that's a great. I should consider spinning instead because I also prefer to ski but uh, (laughs) (laughs) if you've been in a race before it could be cycling running running triathlon I don't know if people realize what goes into the pure logistics of an event like this what are some things that the average person wouldn't even think about you know you sign up for the race if you are like not a competitor if you're like a participant the less you worry about that means the better the event is right Yes. Yeah, for sure. And, and one thing, just to be clear, because we're, we're also it's not, we don't consider this a race. And you know, it's more of a tour, we, we don't time. Yeah, no, we don't time time anything or but a lot of people have that common misconception. But yeah, like even just organizing water stations, washroom stations, like these are things that take a lot of volunteers and organization putting up signage along the route. So most people like to use GPS these days, but there are also signage people who kind of put put up signs. So I would say it's the volunteer base that really that really helps with this event and, and we can kind of divide and conquer. We have things like I think something that's unique to the Rio Lake Cycle Tour is that we use um, amateur radio emergency services. So we have these volunteers who monitor progress, uh, respond to emergencies, coordinate mobile repairs for the riders, and even you know watch watch the weather. So if, if there's some kind of 
weather event that might happen. We have shelters set up and, and things like this. So that's a, an interesting piece to kind of coordinate in the background. And it's really about safety, I think, and just having a plan B. There's nothing I worry about more, especially when I go on a solo ride, than like, okay, what's my backup plan? Who am I telling? Who can rescue me? Because not going to lie, I've had a lot of bad things <laughs> Yeah, Just like things breaking, <laughs> middle of nowhere. Actually, quick story. It was my first uh, season with my gravel bike. It was in the middle of COVID. I love doing solo adventures. And I was like in the middle of nowhere and something snapped on my bike. And I was stuck in the middle of nowhere and a stranger like picked me up. It was in the middle of COVID, put my bike in his trunk and brought me back to my car. I was like in tears. But thank you. Like, I'm so lucky someone saved me. But things can happen. So knowing that someone like knowing that there are these backups and the safety and someone who can come help you or you can't figure out that flat because you're flustered and, you know, not feeling great. Yes, exactly. And yeah, so we have, you know, not only mobile repair and and we call them support and gear vehicles, but they they basically watch the route and the riders along the way. But we also have on-bike route marshals. So one of my roles is to also be a route marshal, which is really just to see, you know, if you come across a rider that might be struggling or uh, having a, a mechanical, then, you know, I the route marshal like, would have direct contact with some of the other folks who are, are part of this whole community of, you know, making sure that the riders arrive as safely as possible. If you've always wanted to try a cycling tour, why try Rita Lakes? Why is that one the one to go to? I think, you know, the fact that we have our longest running event, we've kind of seen it all. We've been able to prepare for a lot of different situations, whether, you know, one year we have cold weather, one year we have rain so or you know perfect skies so we, we've kind of been through all this all the scenarios and um, are prepared for that but more you know thinking about the tour itself the fact that it's right in your backyard the, the way I see it is that you know if you're in living in Ottawa particularly or Ontario in general you know this is beautiful Ontario scenery which you might not really be able to appreciate on the day-to-day but you go through these nice, charming towns uh, like Westport and Toledo. There's rest stops there as well. So you get to meet the local communities and they're the ones that are actually providing some of the nutrition. So you can, you visit these kind of church groups and they, you know, all the, the church ladies are, are providing um, snacks and baked goods and uh, provide food for purchase. So supporting the local community is a, a nice aspect to it, I find. I love that. And can we please dive into this for a second? Because the idea of church ladies sandwiches is like peak comfort in the middle of a cycling tour. Because you clearly probably experienced this. Okay, so are we thinking like triangle church sandwiches? Like what are like what are they making? Yeah, because I feel like this alone is worth doing it because like supporting local and again, yeah, you get church sandwiches. Like what else? Like, how much better can they get? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, personally, it's baked goods that I go for. So the, the oh, okay, pies okay. and the muffins. Oh, and Like a whole pie or are you getting like a piece of pie? Yeah, you're getting like a slice of pie, which is Amazing. pretty incredible. Uh, one year there were like samosas being made and like all these like flaky, flaky pastries. So you kind of, depending on what the mood is, I guess you get a a good variety, I would say. That's incredible. (laughs) Because like, (laughs) we know how important it is for cyclists to fuel properly. And this is like, 
This is, I would say, in the top five reasons to do Rita Lakes, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm glad I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did, too. Because someone told me about the sandwiches before. I should have thought of it. So thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> Christina, let's talk about the realities of doing a long-distance tour like this. And we kind of already touched a bit on it. But how do you train, prepare for something like this? And what are some challenges that could arise, like fueling, mechanical, weather, all of those things? What are things to consider as you sign up for this? Well, I would start off by just saying that, you know, if you're if it's your first time, probably start with the Century Plus route per, from Perth. I think it's a good test uh, just to see how, how you like it and, and um, probably a more enjoyable experience. You know, most most riders are riding kind of road, road bikes and the, with drop bars. So you make sure your bike is in good working order before uh, before showing up and that, you know, you're tires aren't too thin or your brake pads aren't too uh, rubbed out. So that's a couple of things in preparation. And a bike fit is sometimes a good idea if, if that's of interest uh, to kind of make sure you're comfortable on the bicycle. Otherwise, yeah, training, like I mentioned, getting a base set of mileage or kilometers. You said 1,000 to 1,500 kilometers. Try to get that before the tour. That's like generally what we try to recommend. Yeah, 1,000 to 1,500. Actually, if you visit our website, we have a little like a sample training plan on there. So, you know, oh, we kind of build up from 25 kilometers up to 150 over 10 weeks and you're riding twice, a, twice a week. So there's a bit of a training plan on there. If, if that's uh, something, you know, more specific people might be looking for in terms of how to prepare, you know, Ottawa bicycle club rides are a good way. Uh, we start early in the season, a- April, May. So these group rides are a good way to not only, meet people who will be doing Rita Lakes, but also get those training rides in. I'm such a solo adventure, but, and you know, I use it as therapy, but I do love a good social club ride. I would love to learn more about, you know, riding on a Peloton, maybe some more skills. What are like some benefits of joining a club like OBC? Well, I think the special cycling skills training. So we, you know, OBC offers kind of these special courses where you can learn to ride consistently in a, in a Peloton or in a group. Uh, so everyone's on the same page. So that's a real benefit to having that education, if you will. And uh, yeah, just, you know, if you don't want to think about where am I going to ride today or tomorrow, it's all, it's very nicely scheduled. Everything's on a, in a consistent schedule. So you, you kind of just show up at, we ride in different locations, uh, different routes. It's good variety as well. And it's just a really good way to meet meet people, like-minded people, stay active, have fun, be part of a community. So joining these group rides really is kind of this community base. So we, you know, since we were talking about baked goods, we often, you know, we'll have a nice mid, mid-ride stop at a bakery uh, and enjoy enjoy the time together, kind of the, so- the social time together as well. This is very, like, is very much an Ottawa local thing. What are some of your favorite places uh to stop mid-ride yeah so there's um so many good ones i i can't really remember the names of them but basically there's the out in carp that yeah carp is carp is a great ride i like going to black walnut in the east there's tons there's a bunch near like almont carlton that's part of it there's also i just like love stopping at like a gas station on like a hot day and getting like a gatorade and like a bag of lace yes (laughs) lemonade lemonade is my favorite a nice 
Nice sugary lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Things I would never eat off the bike. And I'm like, <laughs> Sour Patch Kids sound amazing. Right Mars bars, Snickers. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And ice cream. We also like, Ooh. you know, we have a women's program as well. Oh, amazing. We, we get together and we ride and we'll kind of, there'll be shorter rides, usually out to Manitic or something. And there's a lot of ice, good ice cream spots out there in Manitic as well. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about Rito Lakes before I let you go? Yeah, uh, just to let folks know that registration is open right now. So uh, you can go in and register if you if this is, is of interest to you. And there is an early bird deadline for March 15. So if you register before March 15, you get a bit of a discount. So just something to keep in mind. And that's at ottawabicycleclub.ca is the website for that. And I believe before and at the end of this podcast, I will mention a promo code to get $20 off any two-day rides on on the tour, right? That's what we set up. <laughs> That's correct. Christina, this has been wonderful, and I really hope we get to ride together at some point this summer. That'd be super fun. That'd be great. Hopefully I've convinced you and you can you have the time to join, and we'll see you out there this summer. Thanks, Christina. Super. Thank you, Marianne. Thanks for listening. For more Let's Take This Outside, go to letstakethisoutside.ca. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.